Welcome to Zen Bones, ancient wisdom for modern times. This is Mark Lesser. Why Zen Bones? Our world is in crisis and ever-shifting, and now, more than ever, more wisdom, clarity, and courage are essential, especially in the world of work, business, and leadership. In today's episode, we begin with a short guided meditation. Just a few minutes of stopping, pausing, and going deeper. Then I talk about a famous Zen dialogue in which the student asks, why must it be this way? Uh, referring to a crow eating a dead frog. And the Zen teacher responds, it's for your benefit and you caused it. And together we, uh, we address and unpack uh, this mysterious and practical dialogue meant to open our hearts and minds, uh, broaden our worlds. And then today's Zen puzzler, we, we address this question of why must it be this way and also unpack a bit the question that is parallel, which is uh, what is Zen? Or what does it mean to be a human being? What does it mean to be alive and live in this world of birth and life and death. I hope you enjoy today's episode. Well, let's begin with a short meditation and I'm gonna ring my trusty bell. We had the bell. The bell, I think, helps with the transition, reminding us that there's a difference between our ordinary lives and stopping, pausing. Can you feel it? Can you feel right now the transition? From ordinary space to the space of uh, entering, entering a, a space of a different kind of uh, curiosity, awareness, bringing awareness to whatever's happening with the body, bringing awareness to whatever's happening with your breathing right now. And noticing, uh, noticing our thoughts, our thinking minds, how curious that we can do that, that we can bring attention to the body, that we can bring attention uh, to the breath, that we can be curious. Is our thinking mind busy? judgmental, or is it calm and curious? And noticing, uh, noticing any feelings, what, how, how are, you know, how are you showing up right now? How are you showing up right now? What are you bringing to this moment? 
and as much as possible, uh, shedding, shedding the uh, activities and to-do lists, putting those, putting those aside, and just being here. But here in this both uh, ordinary, uh, but also uh, extraordinary space. Here, uh, alive, uh, seeing if it's possible to bring a warm-hearted quality. Uh, warm-hearted even in the midst of the challenges, the difficulties, the grieving, the joy, uh, all, all enveloped in this sense of uh, appreciating uh, whatever, whatever is happening right, right now. And, uh, and keeping it simple, uh, breathing in uh, and breathing out. Without uh, doing anything extra, what is it like? That, you know, it takes some, it takes some uh, attention and some courage to enter this space of not doing anything extra, not distracting ourselves, but really uh, noticing, noticing. Sometimes this is uh, called uh, our, our big mind. The mind, the mind that can hold everything, not pushing anything away, not grasping onto anything. Uh, ordinary and extraordinary at the same time. And I'm going to ring the bell to finish here, but please feel free to uh, to pause and, and keep sitting or uh, or we'll move on or we'll move on to whatever happens next. Why must it be this way? I think this is such a great question. Why must it be this way? Question for leaders, for mindful leadership, and for anyone here 
alive right now. You know, it, it, it leads me to think about how might things be different? How might I benefit from everything around us? What is it like to be alive? What are the, the wonderful things that can happen in our lives as well as the challenges, painful things? Why, why is it this way? And this question actually comes from a very old dialogue, a Zen dialogue from uh, 6th century China, in which a, uh, a student, a Zen student, comes upon a crow that is eating a dead frog. And he asks the great uh, Zen teacher, Dong Shan, uh, why must it be this way? And, and Dong Shan responds, I think, with just a surprising and powerful answer. Dong Shan says, it's for your benefit, and you caused it. It's for your benefit, and you caused it. And that, of course, is not the answer that we might expect. So what is it? What is it about Dong Shan's words? And, you know, of course, you know, this image of a crow eating a frog is a powerful image and can conjure up, you know, pain and frustration and any difficulties that we're experiencing in our lives. And, and we might say, you know, why, why is everything so difficult? Why is everything so challenging? Why do things look painful and unfair? Why are we so divided on key issues? Uh, why aren't we caring for our planet? How can we live with so much uncertainty? And Dongshan's words, uh, it's for your benefit, might seem like a cruel joke. And yet, it's really about perspective. Uh, stepping back, yes, uh, while our, our world is filled with pain and challenges, it's also filled with unbelievable beauty, uh, loving hearts and goodness, uh, all mixed together in a most uh, amazing and mysterious way. Uh, the frustrating and the painful blended with all that is beautiful and moving, and clearly it is all for our benefit. And in this case, you know, if all, all the good and bad around us is really for our benefit, consider how might we work on this? How might we look at the way that we are thinking about embodying, feeling uh, our approach uh, to, our, to ourselves, to our work, to our relationships, and to the world? Uh, it's easy to feel that somehow uh, the world is operating against us. So it's this phrase, it's for your benefit, is a whole sense of empowerment, a whole sense of radical, radical empowerment, radical agency. And the second, the second part of this is uh, you caused it uh, clearly, 
you know, this is a way of radical responsibility for how we are seeing and approaching and living in the world. You know, I, I, I love to say that there are events and then there's how we interpret and relate to these uh, events. So we are, we are responsible for how we see the world, for our actions and our relationship with uh, our family, our work, our community, our planet. So saying you caused, it doesn't mean, you know, it's not your fault. I I love the distinction between, no, it's not your fault. It's not our fault, but it's our uh, responsibility. How can we take uh, responsibility for living the best life that we can? How can we take responsibility for how we see and swim in the world? How can we shift from the kind of habit energy to the the deeper vow of living with awareness and the vow of helping in every way that we can? And here's a poem that I think is a way of highlighting the sense of. Uh, why must it be this way? And it's for our benefit. And this is a poem called Sometimes by Sheena Pu. Sometimes things don't go, after all, from bad to worse. Some years, Muscadel faces down frost. Green thrives. The crops don't fail. Sometimes a man aims high and all goes well. A people sometimes will step back from war, elect an honest man, decide they care enough that they can't leave some stranger poor. Some men become what they were born for. Sometimes our best efforts do not go amiss. Sometimes we do as we meant to. The sun will sometimes melt a field of sorrow that seemed hard frozen. May it happen for you. The sun will sometimes melt a field of sorrow that seemed hard frozen. May it happen for you. So why must it be this way? Uh, Why and how can we uh, open our hearts and minds uh, to living our best full selves, right? A people sometimes will step back from war, elect an honest man, decide they care enough that they can't leave some stranger poor. Welcome to the Zen Bones Puzzler, where I will regularly be presenting a story or a Zen cone or a poem, something to contemplate, to think about, a story that has purpose. It's about developing greater insight and reflection, not so much for a solution, but as a way to support your practice, a kind of meditation in daily life. So today's 
Zen puzzler. I, I love bringing forward these interesting, mysterious uh, Zen questions, Zen koans. You know, again, I think uh, you know just the word Zen is kind of a puzzler to me. Uh, you know, the word Zen itself, I think, is a you know literally it's it means to sit. It's about the practice of sitting sitting practice. But deeper than that, I think the word Zen is a placeholder for what does it mean to be human? I was once at an event uh, at Tassajara, the San Francisco Zen Center monastery in the Los Padres forest uh, wilderness in central California. And there were, it was an event where there were families there uh, in the summertime. And there was a 10-year-old boy who turned to his his father, who was visiting Tassajara, I think, for the first time. And, and the 10-year-old said, uh, Dad, what is Zen? And the, uh, the father turned to me and I said, what? well, why don't, why don't you have your son ask all of the Zen students here this question? And he did. He went around for the next uh, couple of days and asked people, uh, what is Zen? And wrote down their answers. And then uh, the following evening after dinner, a, a bell was rung and the father said he had an announcement to make and his 10-year-old son stood up and read the, uh, you know, I think it was 20 or 30 answers that he had gotten. And of course, they were all very distinct answers to this question, uh, uh, what, is, uh, what is Zen? And essentially, they were all about Zen. Zen is being fully here. Zen is developing your radical self-awareness. Uh, Zen is the practice of warm-heartedness. Uh, Zen is uh, a non-dual practice, uh, cutting through right and wrong. Yeah. Now, so the onto our puzzler for today, which is really the question, this, this, this uh, dialogue that I uh, talked about earlier in this uh, episode of a Zen student coming, coming across a, uh, a crow eating a dead frog and asking and wondering, uh, why must it be this way? And in some way, you know, uh, this question, why must it be this way, is a lot like the question, uh, what is Zen? Right, like what is up? What is up with reality? What is up with my experience? Why, why this, why this harshness, you know, of life and death? Right. So Zen, Zen is really about an exploration about our birth, our lives, and our death, and and why. Why do we practice and how do we practice within this, the mystery of that we're born, we live and we die. And, and again, I think this is 
the student coming across, you know, uh, birth and life and death in seeing a, you know, a dead, a dead frog encountering it. And, and I think, you know, Deng Shan's, uh, Deng Shan, the, who is the founder of Soto Zen in China in the sixth century, responds, it's for your benefit and you caused it. You know, this, uh, this response is uh, worth, um, worth staying with. I would suggest uh, during meditation or during the day, in meetings, in conversations, um, anytime, anytime we find that we are wavering or feeling our, our inner grump or our inner victim or the gaps between uh, what we want, what we aspire, and what we see, this phrase, this, uh, it's for your benefit and you cost it. It's for your benefit and you cost it. And I think the, the uh, underlying sentiment here is that everything, everything is for our benefit. Everything is for our benefit from the air that we breathe, uh, the sunlight shining on the trees, the clouds. It's all, it's all gift. It's all completely gift. And if we can embody that and feel that what, how uh, spectacular, amazing that is when we are able to um, feel that. And the, and you caused it, or it's really your, not that it's, again, not that it's our fault, but that we have the ability to uh, completely enter, enter the, uh, the courage it takes to not uh, grasp on or uh, push away, but to see uh, what is, uh, to see, you know, I love the um, statement by uh, Shinryu Suzuki in the, I think it's in the opening talk of his book, Zen Mind, Beginner's Mind, where he says, um, if you think that when you die, this is the end of your life. This is not right understanding. And then he says, if you think when you die, uh, this isn't you know, the end of your life. Uh, this also is not the right understanding, right? It, he's saying birth and life and death are uh, for our benefit, and we we caused it in some way or we make it we make it what it is and that we have the deep uh, responsibility to cultivate our own depth our own understanding of our lives of birth and life and and death so why must it why must it be this way i hope uh I hope you can bring this question and this sentiment into your, into every uh, every aspect of your 
lives. It's for your benefit. It's for your benefit. Thank you. Listen in each week for interviews, teachings, and guided meditations. You'll receive supportive tools for creating more meaningful work and mindfulness practices to develop yourself, to influence your organization, and to help change the world. Thank you for listening.